0: Uh, Our next movie from the summer is, this is going to be spicy, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Is it spicy? We're both on the same page here. It was bad. Anytime, No, not spicy between us. Anytime we talk bad about Indiana Jones, I've gotten attacked. Oh, yeah.
1: Hey, to everyone who's like, well, it's a nostalgia fest, shut up you didn't like you didn't like the sequel trilogy because they did the exact same thing but because Mm -hmm. this is Indiana Jones where you like it and you're more partial to it it's okay shut up the nostalgia was the worst part about this movie Mm -hmm. I'll be honest actually that's a lie Phoebe Waller-Bridge was the worst part of this movie
0: And welcome to The Nerdiest Podcast, where nerds talk about nerdy things. Post-episode 100, we are back and better than ever. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Jackson Glass. As always, I'm with my ride-or-die, Mr. Nick Barrett. Sir, how was your week? Awful. Thank you for
1: asking. Oh, anyway, cool. um, Actually, I mean, it hasn't been that bad. Yeah. It's just, it's been a week. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been two weeks since we recorded. Yeah. Uh yeah. that was a fun episode to edit because while I was editing that episode, I managed to clean out the entirety of under my bed. Oh, sick. Throw out probably half of what was under my bed and reorganize it. I also reorganized my TV shelf there and I reorganized half my closet. Like <laughs> I had so, <laughs> much, had so time much time while just listening. Yeah. I was able to do stuff around my room yeah. that I actually needed to do for weeks. Yeah. Um aside from that, it's just been work. Work. As usual, work, every uh, weekend. work on the podcast. I recorded two YouTube videos Sick. last weekend, which nice. you guys will see, see you soon. Soon, see you soon, ish. Yep, we're trying to be more consistent with the YouTube mm-hmm. content. Got some good stuff. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. You really caught me off guard. I thought That's there was okay. going to be more. I thought okay. I was going to have more time. Um, I need more time. <laughs> I need more time. <laughs> <laughs> need more time. <laughs> introverts when they uh, have to say here in class. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: I need more time. Um, um, present? No, sorry. Uh,
1: I mean, I did get a new Lego set. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, I got the Sith. If you're watching the video, I got the mm-hmm. like Sith Inquisitor ship Very from cool. Kenobi, cool. which is a story because. <laughs> so I was at Walmart yesterday, right? Right. And this is gonna—I have a bigger point to make here about Legos in general. Um, so I'm at Walmart last night, and I'd already gone to Target. And I didn't really see any sets I liked at Target. Mm Because I really wanted to get a Lego set. Like, I had that desire to build a Lego set. The masculine urge to buy a Lego set. Absolutely. So, I'm at Walmart, and I was very on the fence about it. And the last time I bought a Lego set, I was at Target, and I called Jackson and asked for his opinion. Because I value his opinion. So, I'm standing there at Walmart, and I decided to go, you know what? Pull out my phone. Hello. Uh... I want to buy this Lego set, which is not the one that I bought. Right. I wanted to get the like the Mandalorian Starfighter. And I was like, should I buy this Lego set? And he was like, well, I'm currently on a date with my girlfriend checking out <laughs> at this restaurant. Talk to my girlfriend about it instead. You can say So I get restaurant. her on the phone. We were checking out and... a Cracker
0: Barrel. I'll be honest.
1: Cracker <laughs> Barrel. Uh, <laughs> so I'm on the phone with her, and she's like, well, if you can afford it financially and not go broke because of it, I think it's okay and I'm like oh okay cool so she hands the phone back to Jackson (laughs) he gets on the phone he's like yeah I mean pretty much the same thing and I was like all right cool I'll send you a picture of it later I walk to the aisle I get there and I start instead of just picking up the set that I'm gonna buy and walking away which Mm -hmm. is what you really should do I stood there for, th- like, 10 seconds too long and started contemplating, okay, well, that's at $60, <laughs> and I get this many minifigures, and it has this many pieces. And then I looked down, and I saw the Inquisitor ship, and I was like, that's $100. I get four really cool minifigures that I like, and the ship actually looks pretty dope. I think it looks a lot cooler than the Mandalorian one. Um, okay, I'll buy it. All right, why not? <laughs> so I bought it. Here's a part of the story I didn't tell you, though. Oh, is- okay it had one of, you know like those security things that they oh, put the on it circles. so you can't steal it uh, yeah 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 and it's got the straps on it Yep. so i i did self-checkout which was mistake number one i knew the thing was on there yeah. if it was a normal lego set it would have been fine yeah so i scan it nobody comes over because it's walmart oh of course and i'm like okay well this isn't good <laughs> Uh, so I finally get somebody's attention and they walk over and they're like, oh, yeah, let me. And they're like, they're trying to take it off and it's not coming off. And they're like, oh, maybe it's this station. Like, go up to customer service and they can, like, get it off for you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So I walk over to customer service with this guy. I've already paid, by the way. Like, I've checked out right, and everything. It's yours. I'm over at customer service. There's nobody, nobody at customer <laughs> service. The lights Walmart. are off. <laughs> like, customer service has been closed all day. So the guy knocks on the door, and this team leader comes out from a secret room, and he's like, I don't know, take it to this register. And so, like, we walk over the register. (laughs) They're at the register trying to get it off. Well we can't get it off, it's not working. Um, And the guy was like, well, can we just cut it? And she was like, no, don't cut it because that'll set the alarm off. And I was like, that makes sense. That checks out. That makes sense, yeah. Um, So we go back over to customer service, (laughs) and he knocks (laughs) on the door again. and is like hey we can't get it off and the guy's like okay well let me find a pair of scissors we'll just cut it Uh, and i was like um um, we were not not supposed to do (laughs) so we're standing there waiting for the scissors and this poor like he was a greeter he wasn't even right this is above his pay grade this is yeah this is way above his pay grade he sits there and he just slowly pulls it and stretches it and just pulls it off and the whole thing falls off and he hands me the box and he's like there you go. We'll figure out how to <laughs> unlock it later. You can take it and go. And I was like, "Oh, okay, thank you." <laughs> so I put it in the bag and I carried the receipt in my hand so it didn't look like I went up, took it off myself right. and was stealing it. Um cuz I listen, I don't want to be that guy. But actually, I'm not even going to go there i I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to say that and then I'm going to regret saying it. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm just saying since stealing the happens most- at Walmart.
2: That, you it, know, yeah, it was you know.
1: especially for people of my ethnicity. Right, uh, right. Anyway, moving on. Moving that on was the most that. difficulty I've <laughs> ever had, buying a Lego Which set. Which
0: wouldn't be, it would not be near as funny if it was anything but Legos. It's like right. we are, we have a team of four people getting the security tag off of this Lego set. <laughs> it's, like, like it, it's only $100. No, it, wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't even
1: like, it wasn't even like. The big like UCS Mm -hmm. land speeder that's like $300. (laughs) Like it was a hundred dollar set, which by the way is not security taped at Target. They had the same set at Target that does not have the thing on it. That's how you know you're at Walmart, "Mm, baby. (laughs) What does that tell you about Target? (laughs) Although, I don't know. Our Target's starting to look like a Walmart. Really? Like, I don't know if it's just ours specifically and like the people who work there, but. In certain aspects of being at Walmart, I was almost more, like it felt higher, like cleaner and higher mm-hmm. quality than our Target, which is usually like it's always the other way right. around. But our the people at Walmart, like
0: Walmart, so
1: <laughs> the people at Walmart who worked there were like actually kind of friendly, kind of happy, and seemed like they didn't want to die. <laughs> and the aisles were all clean, and it was just kind of wild. And then you go to target and the aisles are nasty everything is like out of stock nothing Uh is sorted properly and the people who all work there look like they want to die which to be fair after what target's been through the last few months i get it yeah i would want to die too so it was just a weird juxtaposition yeah and now interesting interesting (laughs) probably won't buy legos from walmart anymore um yeah but that makes sense we'll see we'll see other than that incredibly interesting story that happened yesterday. I don't think anything too crazy. I watched some movies, but that we'll into loops that. into... Oh, my... my... I'll You're pass it over to you in point. a second. You're over- my overarching, overarching point about Legos. I'm going to sound like the guy from Community, the teacher, where he's like, what happened to Legos? <laughs> what happened to That's Legos? me right they now. used to be so What simple? happened to Legos? Not that it used to be simple, but I walk in the aisle at Target and I really only wanted to spend like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. On a cool, like, ship or, like, just something. Because I've been binge-watching a lot of Star Wars. And, you know, that monkey brain, boy Mm -hmm. brain is like, I just want to pick up a ship and make ship noises in my room and fly it around. So I'm looking for a real cheap, real cheap ship. Little ship. And I'm in the aisle. All the sets suck, man. And the ones that don't are, like, $400. Not really. But, like, all the cool ones are, like... $70, $80 $70, $80 for 500 pieces, which yeah. is super nerdy because, like, when I was a kid, when I was growing <laughs> up and really into Legos before, it was like you could walk in and get a really solid, like, 500 piece Ninjago set for $30. Yep. And that was just the norm. And now, like, all the Ninjago sets suck, but I've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating that it seems like the quality is going down down while the prices are continually mm-hmm. going up. Not the
0: inflation.
1: It's it's frustrating cuz like yes, inflation does play a part in it, like everything's gotten a little more expensive right. and I, I that part I totally understand. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel like I need to be paying $60 for a set that has 300 pieces and three mm-hmm. minifigures, one of which is baby Yoda, so that doesn't even count. Right. So it's like yeah. this is overpriced, and they can say, "Well, it's the licensing tax." And it's like, "Well, the Ninjago sets have the same issue, yeah, and that they're not paying a licensing fee for Ninjago." So because they fully
0: own, that's their thing. They own Ninjago. Right. Yeah, I, I
1: just, don't know.
0: I don't. I don't think it's fully inflation. I really don't. I think some I, of it is they know that they can make more money, so they go for it.
1: I want better priced Lego sets. I think <laughs> is my uh, closing comment. I think we should is, strike. <laughs> Bring, we can we strike from buying Legos? Do wonders for my wallet. We're
0: unionizing the Lego fans. <laughs>
1: so, Lego fans unite! Come together, cool. much unite. like the, pla- the much like the plastic bricks that we all love. <laughs> Let's join together <laughs> and stop unite. this money increase. That's
0: beautiful, man. Okay, um, now it's your turn. Go ahead. Anyway,
1: <laughs> no, you're good. I
0: I don't know what a whole lot to say about this week. If you're watching the video, you can tell I went back to school. Made it. I'm here. Your room looks um, so nice, by the way. Thank you. I re- I really like my room. It. I got the three guitars hanging up, the amp. My whiteboard is back. The whiteboard is back, baby. Uh, we missed it over the summer. But, yeah, just a lot of school stuff that no one really cares about. So just kind of getting ready for classes and whatnot. Um, the, the one interesting thing that we have been getting into is we're learning how to make syrups right now. And so, me and Colin, who was on the, our childhood video games episode, we, we've been learning a lot about coffee. We've been getting really into coffee, and we decided that we should make our own syrups. And so, we've been developing a ginger snap syrup for coffee. And we d- we did three batches, finally ended on one. And let me tell you, that junk is good. So, ah has a little bite of ginger. Good stuff. Good stuff. I okay. I do this I thing. That. I do this thing where I realize I can do something and then I'm like just really want to do it again. And I have like these micro fixations that last like a week. And so I think my fixation for this week is coffee syrup. And so I'm I'm like okay, Simple syrup is sugar and water. We can put whatever the heck we want in that. Like, let's just go for it. Why not? So, just a lot of cooking syrups moved into school, working on videos. Did a video for the uh, podcast YouTube channel about physical media that did really well. Thank you if you watched it did that. Really well. Did really well. So, thank you if you watched that. I'm really, I'm really happy with that video. And, I mean, I don't know what else. I've been watching. This is out of character for me because I don't usually watch shows like this. I've been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is for adults. This is an adult show. And the premise is horrible people do horrible things and they get what's coming to them, which isn't my style at all. I'm not like, oh, let me go watch this M-rated comedy. Like, that's not me at all but i also learned that the first season of it's always sunny started in 2005 i believe and they're still going by the way they have like 16 seasons of this show and so we're st- i'm still in season 2 right now danny devito just got introduced so i'm going to still giving it a chance to get danny devito in there so what i realized is 2005 was a different time to be alive because you could say Whatever you wanted, there are some things that this show is getting away with that I am just floored by because there is no way you'd get away with it today. And this is a much longer, deeper conversation for another day. But I think that's why I like it. I think I'm like kind of starved for comedy at this point because nothing, none of the like comedy shows that are being made right now are really that funny to me because I feel like they're super restricted by culture or like, they're kind of afraid of getting in trouble of saying stuff where it's always sunny, like says whatever it wants. And in 2005, like that was, I don't, I don't really know. I need to do some research. Like, I don't know if this was groundbreaking, groundbreaking for 2005, if it was edgy then. And it's, I don't know, but I'm really, I'm enjoying it. I'm going to go through the second season and see, if I want to continue. Because it's quite a commitment. 16 seasons is a lot. But it's good to catch up on TV after watching so many movies this year. That's what I'll say. Yeah. And so. Truly. We we talked about this a little bit. I'm kind of burnt out on movies. I, I know we've been doing the movie watching competition. And it's going to continue. It's still going on. But I'm also just like. I can't keep watching movies. I'm. At the point that I got to Last year for movies I ended in the 80s Last year for all year And now it's
1: August And I'm in the 80s Yeah, And I'm kind of exhausted <laughs> it's, so... it's hard because movies Are so much more of a time commitment Than a TV show Like I can sit down And watch a couple episodes Of anime before I go to bed And call it a day But I can't necessarily do that with a movie and mm-hmm. especially if it's a new movie that I haven't seen, I don't feel like I can be on my phone mm-hmm. or anything. Like you really have to dial in and pay attention. And just right. the fact that they're longer, like, yeah, you could say, oh, watch an hour and a half long movie or five episodes of a TV show equals about the same amount of time. TV show feels different.
0: It feels different. Like
1: that, that hour and a half feels very different than the hour and a half long movie. I feel like
0: I have the opportunity to stop it's not that I'm going to stop it's the thought that I could right that's more important it's very psychological it really is
1: yeah and I also feel like too much of a thing you like you will eventually get burned out Mm -hmm. and the the speed and the frequency with which we've watched movies up to this point is what's is what's killing us is Mm -hmm. like like you said we both finished in the 80s last year and that was like December 20th like a very end of the year but we're already at that point and we still have four months to go yeah so like how high is that number gonna go and are we gonna like are we gonna this year set a number that's so high that we're never gonna actually watch that many movies in a year again yeah. because we're doing it for the competition and i think the the, the number of movies isn't the problem it's how like mm-hmm. quickly how we've watched quickly them you watched them for the sake of the challenge mm-hmm. and like racing to that number whereas if it was we're just going to see who can watch the most movies this year? Yeah. And then that's more of an open-ended, like, I don't feel the need, like, oh, Nick's ahead. I feel like I need to watch more movies mm-hmm. so that I can get ahead. When you con- when you turn it into a game and make it a competition, that's when you're like it oh be- just becomes mm-hmm. not fun. Like, yeah. it's still fun, right. but it's also like, I just don't want to watch movies. I want to yeah. watch anime. I want to play yeah. video games. Like, especially working full-time for me, and I know, like, you're doing school now, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like your free time has shrunk. Yep. So what you do with that free time now becomes a lot more like your time becomes a lot more valuable. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to spend that? Watching a movie, playing video games, watching a show, building a mm-hmm. Lego set, editing podcast stuff. Like it there's so many things competing for your time and just being tired of watching movies. Yeah makes it fall that's really low on the
0: priority list that's the thing about like the summer was like in summer i had time to go watch a movie i didn't really care about because so i was like whatever i'll go turn on a movie i'm at a point now now that i'm in school I, like i have school i have work i have podcast stuff like other youtube content stuff like gotta do this and that i don't have the time to just not care about a movie. Now, last night we were hanging out and someone was like, do you want to try on a movie? I was like, sure, whatever. And I'll be honest, I was very freed by watching, we watched Deadpool and it was a movie I had seen before and we had this mutual agreement that we're just casually watching this movie. Like, we had conversation, I, like, scrolled on my phone a little bit, I updated, like, my phone settings, um, we, like, talked about it, we were, like, laughing at the movie but it was like, oh, I'm allowed to casually watch a movie like casually this is okay. And that was very freeing. We didn't even finish it. Like we had like 20 minutes left, and we're like, well, I'm going to bed. Good night. I was like, all right, good night, which I never do. I always have to finish a movie and I'll probably, honestly, I'll probably go finish it later, but it was very like, this is okay. Like I don't have to. So I was very freed by that experience. So that being said,
1: how many movies are you at this year? <laughs> um, I think I'm at 83. Okay. Since we I don't remember recorded. what I was at last episode. Were you at? I think I was at. Were you at 80? 80. 80? Think so. I think yeah. I was at 80 with, um, with duplicates, and now I'm mm-hmm. at 83 with duplicates. Yeah. Okay. With which, duplicates, which? Oh well, I go ahead. I forgot you had to say yours too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm. At
0: currently at eighty two. Oh, so you're man. staying one ahead of me for now. One ahead. It's always been very close. It's always been very close. That's the thing is I like think- I'm I'm gonna finish out the competition. But I'm also like
1: we're never doing this again.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this like, is a lot. I
1: think it would be fun to do like, oh, who can watch the most movies? Right. Any But overall. not who's not the race. first to a hundred. Right. That um, may have been a bad decision. <laughs> have you ever been ahead of me? Aside from I the very beginning, I was ahead. Well, of you Well, yeah, for of a course you started, we- started well, ahead. Duh. I didn't start watching movies until <laughs> February. Well,
0: I think I was ahead of you for a couple months, like as you were trying to catch up. But then once you started watching movies at work, that's when you were like, "No, in no, 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 no." no, no.
1: Here's what happened: We started the challenge because I forget we took January off this year. Yep. So, our calendar is, like, pushed back by a month. Not yeah. really. Um, but we started, like, you said in the first episode in February, you were like, hey, I'm going to watch, a, I want to watch 100 mm-hmm. movies this year. And then by the next episode, I was like, hey, what if we made this, like, a recurring, right. like, a challenge a to see who we get yeah. there first? When I had, like, three. yeah. And then in that two weeks, you were at, like, 16. Oh, yeah. By the, by the two weeks to the next episode, I was like, oh, by the way, I'm at, like, 21. Yeah, yeah. And you were no, like, yeah, what? You were like, what, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and Oof. I think I've stayed ahead. We've been pretty uh, cut. Throat. Actually, I, I feel think like we pulled ahead once, but yeah. it was only by like two. Yeah, there was because one or two times. Because then you went on vacation, mm-hmm. and that's when I pulled back ahead.
0: We've been within two movies of each other almost the entire time. Yeah, so... It's been
1: very close. I don't think it helps that we watch all the same movies, though. <laughs> no, literally. Like, especially the stuff in the theater. Yep. Is like, oh, oh, we both saw Indiana Jones. Saw we both saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, or like if we watched so the number for doesn't the podcast, change, it's right? Like, like oh, we, oh, we watched. Oh, we watched all four Indiana Jones. That's okay. That's yeah. four up at the same time. Yeah. So one that thing I want to say before we jump into our main topic, which I mm-hmm. don't know if we mentioned it, is like going over all of the summer 2023, right. 2023 right. movies that have come out because mm-hmm. it's summer movies. There are a lot that we haven't gotten to talk about just because how the schedule played out or ones that we've saved talking about because we knew we were doing this episode but something I want to say before and it'll come up again later when I talk Mm -hmm. about one of the movies I've seen is recently another contributing factor to being so burned out on watching movies Mm -hmm. is just this sense of defeatism I guess when it comes to movies as a whole because for for me it's been very difficult to look at the movies that are coming out and then be hopeful about movies like Mm -hmm. it's really hard when all of my like most anticipated movies for the year came out by May Mm -hmm. like May And before that was all, like, my hype. Like, the Demon Slayer movie, Mm -hmm. Suzume, Mario movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, Love is War, Sword Art Online. Like, all these movies that I was really looking forward to, all front-loaded to the beginning of this year. And then you get to the second half of this year, which is just, like, really not great summer movies. Everyone's on strike, Mm -hmm. so it seems like Hollywood in general is just kind of falling apart, and we're not going to get any movies. And it's just felt very hopeless Mm -hmm. and like it's hard to get excited about movies when the like the type of movies that I used to get excited for like Disney movies always review poorly usually are bad like Mm -hmm. it's and then you go back and watch old movies and you're like this is great but I want this now Mm -hmm. like I watched Anastasia recently and that movie was really good it was very like traditional disney style movie where it's a musical and you have the girl and then the fall in love and then the villain whose color is the lime green mm-hmm. and it's like okay cool i want that now like yeah. i want new movies that i want to like see that this, in the theater right that are entertaining and that's another part of it is a lot of movies now i feel like i'm going into being preached to about Mm -hmm. some agenda on either side. It doesn't matter if you're left, right, center, whatever. Somebody's always pushing some kind of agenda. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that because movies are meant to be an escape. They're meant to distract me from the problems of the real world, not Mm -hmm. remind me that these are things happening in our real world. There are ways to work that in, but it should never be so overt that I feel like I'm being preached to. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of movies that do that. Like Indiana Jones, I kind of felt like... I don't know. It was yeah. sending a certain message. Barbie was also sending a certain message. And it's like, I just want to be entertained. And there mm-hmm. were only, I'll say, three movies this summer that entertained me that didn't feel like they were pushing okay. an agenda or preaching at all. And one of them okay. happens to be the first one that we're going to talk about, which yes. is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Volume which 3. If you've listened to the podcast, you know I was very excited about because it, it came out on my 21st birthday. I was yes. there, but in seat May 5th, 2023. <laughs> it, I don't know. How would you feel about Guardians 3? So oh, Guardians? by the way. Oh, by the way. Real quick. Full spoilers for oh, all yes. the movies we're talking about. Yes. There will be timestamps in the description. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen a movie, you can skip over it to the next one. Yes. But we are going to go full spoilers. Yes. On all of them. They will all all be full spoilers. So, So, anyway. Continue.
0: Guardians 3 was one that I was... Marvel movies don't get me excited anymore. I'm going to say that. And I don't think that's a hot take. I think a lot of people are like that. And so I was kind of like, all right, if they screw up Guardians, it's over. Like, I will never trust Marvel again if my favorite... Like, the best Marvel franchise, dare I say, is bad if it ends poorly it's over for them like i'm not they lose my business so i went in and when i went and saw it in the theater it was kind of on a whim we were just kind of hanging out one night we're like well what do you want to do we're like i don't know we're like well we could catch guardians and so we just kind of like packed up and left and like ran over there and got there and i honestly it has stayed in my top three for the year since i saw it same and i I need to watch it again. I know it's on Disney Plus now. I kind of want the Blu-ray. I'm back and forth.
1: Um, I, I As a comp, as a physical collector and a completionist, I have to get the Blu-ray because yeah. I have the <laughs> other two on Blu-ray. And I'm like, well, yeah, well, kind of owe it to myself to have it. all three. So yeah. I'll get it eventually. I might yeah. wait till closer to Black Friday when they do a bunch mm-hmm. of sales and go get the Blu-rays from the year that right. I'm missing. Right. But I am going to get it at some point.
0: Yeah. I i feel like i kind of forgot about how good guardians 3 is because it was like kind of earlier in the summer and i was like oh yeah i guess whatever but man that's a good movie and it just broke my heart that movie destroyed me and it stayed in my top three for the year and every time i rank a new movie on my letterbox i'm like oh yeah Guardian 3 came out this summer. That's a good movie. I'm like, let me move that up. That's a good movie. <laughs> let me bump so, that sucker up. That's what I'll say. I I need to watch it again because I saw it the one time and I loved it, but I don't think I picked up on everything. So I need to watch it again. It's been a hot second, but how about you? What do you think? And I, so- we, I'm pretty sure we're pretty
1: equal-minded on this one, but I want to know what you think. <laughs> We are. I have a lot of good things to say about this movie, but I also have some, like, not glaring, but almost glaringly bad things to say about it.
0: Dang, okay.
1: And I'll start by saying it's not my favorite in the trilogy. It is a it's not really good movie. I still think the second one is my favorite in the entire trilogy. And that and that's really, it's really hard for me to choose between the first one and the second one because I like the first one, from a soundtrack's perspective. Dude, I think the, soundtrack, the soundtrack, soundtrack
0: Peak Peak. My children will be listening to the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. The first See, one.
1: My mom didn't know that, but I <sighs> if she did, I'm sure she would have thought the same thing. No, yeah. My kids so, will be listening to this music from Guardians of the Galaxy. galaxy. So th- okay, rank the three soundtracks. Three soundtracks? One three two. Three that's I'm, because that's what I'm at too. they f- they actually started getting to music that I knew, mm-hmm. like that I grew up with. Especially the yeah. song at the very end, I remember yeah. when that song was on the said radio.
0: The, said the dark days are over.
1: So such a good song. I don't. That's not how I would rate the movies. I would say the movies no. is two one three,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's not to say. And it's like comparing masterpieces, dude. It's mm-hmm. not like a oh three is bad, so it's at the bottom of the list. No, it was really good they did a really good job finalizing everyone's story. I think they did a really good job of finding a way to have Gamora involved, mm-hmm. but not like wipe away what happened in Infinity War and Endgame and right. just make her the same Gamora. Cause I was worried that's what they were gonna do is like find a way to reshape and like just remold her back into this character that we used to have. But it's kind of like a getting over it Mm -hmm. for peter like that's his absolutely character arc is like no she's not the same gamora she looks the same sounds the same like all of these things are the same but she's not she's a very different person Mm -hmm. because of how things played out and you have to let that go and move on so that you can be happy and i really appreciated that they didn't just because that's a very typical not that Very it was a multiverse Marvel-like, thing. The multiverse Gamora's alive! Oh my gosh! Because remember, it's not Stop. multiverse Gamora. It's time travel Gamora. Right. Because Wink. like mm-hmm. of the weird time travel between Endgame. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, we just plucked her from another multiverse. Which, mm-hmm. again, Guardians had nothing to do with the multiverse. Thank God.
0: They, it man, was so listen. much of a better movie for it. They need to ditch the multiverse. To, like I know a, that they, I know that they're like too deep in at this point to they're stop. They're in the multiverse, but saga. I'm like, oh my gosh, stop! Who cares anymore? And they're like making everyone like, oh my gosh, this person was a scroll the whole time, and I was like, wait oh, a minute, r- man. Way to ruin your good movies while making bad ones. Like thanks yeah. for nothing. So.
1: Secret Invasion is very bad. I haven't watched it. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, the the one bad thing I want to say about Guardians mm-hmm. is, and they did this multiple times, mm. and I didn't like it. Is they faked out deaths multiple times yeah, to get like the emotional movies. resonance out of you, but mm-hmm. not have the consequences. Like what? Yeah. At the very beginning it's Groot and then when they're in the like the space thing it's mm-hmm. Drax and mm-hmm. then Rocket, which I think is the big one that they were supposed to do. Yeah. And then Star Lord at the very end. But yeah. here's the issue with that is if you do Groot and Drax before you get to Rocket, by the like you've already set my expectation of no one's actually going to die. Mm hmm because Groot, he was fine. Drax, he was fine. Even though Drax specifically was shot and edited to make you think he was dying. They did the slow motion Mm -hmm. shot in the back, like sacrificing himself Uh, so that you could leave. And then he falls down and like Mantis is holding him like he's dead. And then 10 minutes later, you're like, oh yeah, just slap on some of those medical things and I'm totally fine. He's good. Give him and a med day, and
0: he's fine. Like, And I'm he... like, no,
1: <laughs> you needed to kill him. Yeah. So now you've got two fake deaths. By the time you get to Rocket's death,
0: you're like, he's death, not dead. Air quote. There's no way. Yeah.
1: I was like, oh, he's not dead. They're going to find yeah. a way. Like, they're going to find some way to revive him, because you've now set that expectation in my head. Mm-hmm. So I think they needed to actually kill. Like, nobody actually died in this movie. I think they needed to yeah. actually kill someone. I i can agree with that i don't know who they could have
0: actually killed because it i don't i don't know who i would have want to die because i don't want any of them to die because gora Gamora already died and i'm like okay that was good that was valid they let her they let her die and it was a key point of the story great i just i'm like i'm okay like, maybe you don't need to fake the deaths in the first place. So, right. Like, maybe
1: don't fake them. You can, there's a difference between gravely injuring your characters and then having them get up and recover from that mm-hmm. and framing it like they're dead. Right. To like, make, you can, that have is what the, doing. oh my they're gosh. Like, oh, did I died? feel so scared for Drax and Groot wow. and Star Lord. Star Lord should have died. Like, I'm just going to listen. No, 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 no. no. Okay, agreed. hold on. I don't mean that in like, oh, I think he should have stayed dead. I think in the circumstance he was in, right, freezing okay. off in space, bloating up, mm-hmm. he should have died. He absolutely. Realistically, should have died. he should have died. Even within there should have been canon, no coming back
0: from that. within their canon. Within their universe, he should have died. <laughs> yes, but
1: they're like, so the oh, fact no, that you survived he, is kind of weird. Survived
0: is like. Okay, well, I'm glad he didn't die, but also, like, what the
1: heck? <laughs> it would be very hard to say who should have died because mm-hmm. by the time you get to the end of the movie, everyone's kind of found their place, except for right. Mantis. Mantis is kind of open-ended, mm-hmm. and so is Peter to an extent because he's now back on Earth mm-hmm. with his family. And I know it said at the very end, Star-Lord will return, so what That's that what means, said. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of worried because it wouldn't be James Gunn doing it because he's already said that he's yeah, done he with said the Guardians. He's done
0: because he's focusing more on DC now. So I'm kind of like, so, um,
1: I don't know how you um, feel about that,
0: guys. I don't know about this one. The only okay, They're like Tom Cruise, and I'm like, G- you're done.
1: <laughs> the only people who actually died were Rocket's friends, and that hurt. That hurt. That brother. hurt me that emotionally. Hurt. Oh I my gosh. It. I felt those oh screams. Gosh. Like, I know it's a meme <sighs> of Little Rocket screaming. No, I get it. No, I get it. Like, that hurts. He just, oh like, for
0: real. This movie, this was the saddest one. It really is. But I would also say, I think it was the funniest of the three. I oh, think yeah. it was the they most also laugh had out loud funny.
1: Also, had that expertly placed F-bomb. Yes. It was perfect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 10 <laughs> it was out so of 10. Good.
0: Perfect. Perfect not saying we should allow f-bombs in marvel movies but that was perfect that was 10 out of 10
1: james gunn was like okay pg-13 i get one f-bomb okay
0: right and he chose and then he made it work yeah i was like he chose the best that was good so that was really good i overall i like i i like guardians 3 my ranking though i think it's one three two Two is my least favorite of all of them. It gets really, like, the world, like, mending stuff gets kind of lost on me. And so I need to rewatch all of them, honestly. I kind of want to go through all of them again now that they're all out and just do them in sequence. Because when I watched, I've seen the first one a hundred times. The second one I saw once. And then the third one I saw once. So I'm like... I don't know if I can accurately rank these because I like need to watch them in succession.
1: Yeah. So that's before we that's move on. Up. Yeah. Because our consensus, like Guardians three, very good. Best Marvel, I, I would argue, best Marvel movie they've put out in a long time.
0: I don't have anything else to to compare like,
1: it to. What what, what did they released last year? Black Panther, uh, Thor, Doctor Strange, and was that it? and a bunch yeah. of tv shows and then the year before that 2021 was jeez i don't even remember eternals no way home uh yeah it's been so long i don't even remember yeah see it- see See, best they see, put out in recent best history, put out in
0: a long time, and I think that's all because of James Timothy Gunn. James so, Gunn, baby, he knows what he's doing. I totally made up his middle name, so if but, you know, but now, that's they not his rely, name, now they
1: can't rely. Now they can't rely on the Guardians to be easy. Uh, is that well, they try? The, Dude, I think the they tried. Guardians are the last. Pre- the last of the original cast. Yeah, like now we're onto purely new people
0: air quote new people yeah which quote, i, I kind of like the new guardians though
1: i feel I like think it's cool i don't know if it'd work for a full movie but i would totally watch like a mini-series. Yeah, of them going. That's what around? I was gonna say. Is I was like, if they just did
0: like something funny and they like tried to do something silly, I was like, oh, it's a moment. I like it. Why not do like
1: a uh, do like a Keeping Up with the Guardians type <laughs> series <laughs> oh, where we go gosh. around. Every oh, episode so is about good. where everyone's at now.
0: Oh, that would oh, be great. That's a good idea. Yeah. So they tried. They threw the, tried to throw the Guardians in Thor:
1: Love and Thunder, and it didn't work. So I mean, that was the best part of Thor: Love and Thunder. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. right. Ooh, here's, anyway. what wanna, here's what I want to. Here's what I want to do. Yeah. For each of these movies, pull out your letterbox list. I want to know right. where it's ranked.
0: Where it's ranked.
1: Where it's ranked. All right. All right. For me, Guardians Three is number two. Number two. Number two. For me, Guardians Three
0: is also number two.
1: Nice. So
0: I'm not gonna for reference.
1: You- my number one is a uh, Kageyama Love Is War. The first kiss never ends. Much wow. like that title. Wow. Um, wow. Listen, you under you understand the peak fiction, right? <laughs> now imagine yeah. three seasons being culminated in a movie, dude. Peak fiction. Now here's the thing.
0: I'm I'm not gonna tell you my number one. I need to save that for the end of the year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you any of my other rankings except for these movies. Guardians is number two.
1: Oh what I know what your number one is. I think. I think. I literally send you pictures of my ranking
0: list like every. I week. know.
1: How do I not know? This? <laughs> it's.
0: Um... Um, I'm my gonna, number I'm, one I'll is John Wick 4. After. It's John Wick oh, 4. Oh, that's. Right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was like, of course I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's Guardians is 2. The next one
1: I haven't seen. So you go ahead and oh, have your little. Is it moment Transformers? With
0: that. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen okay. that.
1: So go. Transformers. Say you'd was, like. I, I don't have much to say about it. Transformers was really good for a Transformers movie. It was very enjoyable. The humans felt like they weren't just kind of a nuisance as they are in most Transformers movies. The action was really solid, which, Mm. honestly, as long as the action's good, I don't really Mm. care about the rest (laughs) of the movie because I'm just here to see giant robots punch each other and stab each other and all this stuff. Kaboom. I really liked Anthony Ramos as a protagonist. I thought he Mm. did a great job acting. How they're going to tie in G.I. Joe to yeah, that was The only
0: thing I've heard about it is they're like GI
1: Joe, and I was like, not
0: the Hasbro toy universe, guys. I'm like not,
1: I'm not entirely like, sure.
0: Guys, I think Mattel already has up. you
1: beat on that one. <laughs> mm. So, yikes. I mean, I don't I don't have a ton to say about it. It was enjoyable. Will I buy it on DVD? Probably not, unless it's like a Black Friday buy one get one free right. and I need one more to get the free, like Mhm. <laughs> that's kind of how I justify. That's a weirdly specific situation. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> that's how I decide if I like a movie or not, is whether or not I'd buy it on DVD. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so valid. Anything in my top 10 for the year usually will buy on DVD. Yeah. Anything outside, outside of that, of that is mm-hmm. kind of like up in the air depending yeah. on how much it costs. Yeah. <laughs> so Transformers nice. for me, Number 11. (laughs) Ah,
0: just outside. Just outside. Just outside. (laughs) Ah, Got beat out by
1: Sound of Freedom, uh, which I've talked about before. But (sighs) Mm -hmm. I I considered switching them. I've said Sound of Freedom is a hard movie to rank just because of the source material. Or not, like the topic. The topic.
0: You're not going to be like, oh, hey, guys. Thanks for coming over. What should we turn on? Uh, Sound of Freedom? Okay. Let's go. (laughs) Way to... Way to kill the mood. So, right. uh, uh Our next movie from the summer is, this is going to be spicy, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Is it spicy?
1: We're both on the same page here. It was bad.
0: Anytime, no, not spicy between us. Anytime we talk bad about Indiana Jones, I've gotten attacked. And so, oh, yeah.
1: Hey, to everyone who's like, well, it's a nostalgia fest, shut up. Shut you up. didn't like you didn't like the sequel trilogy because they did the exact same thing. But because mm-hmm. this is Indiana Jones where you like it and you're more partial to it, it's okay. Shut up. The nostalgia was the worst part about this movie. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Actually, that's a lie. Phoebe Waller Bridge was the worst part of this movie. <laughs> Allow me to correct. She was the worst part of this I movie. I think
0: that's such
1: a like common opinion, too. <laughs> it's like she turned actually, I don't know. Because I've read some of the reviews and Uh, everyone's like, you know, this movie is so much better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Shut up. You are lying to yourself and everyone else who makes reviews. That is not true. You can't uh, watch Dial of Destiny and tell me that it is better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. (laughs) There's no freaking
0: way. I would watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull over Dial of Destiny.
1: I can't wait for the revisionist history like five years from now. When like we've distanced ourselves from the initial release, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh well, yeah. actually, was it that good? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is not that bad." It's not that and bad. I'm like, "Oh, oh, now you're mm. oh
0: uh, the cra- the normal people are are crazy in a n- crazy
1: world." Anyway, I'm gonna read the, my Indiana Jones letterbox review real quick. So, Dial of Destiny for me,
0: my main point was I was like, it's just boring. It's just no, I also need to pull up my review. It's just boring. And here's the thing. Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. I don't know if there's an Indiana Jones outside of Harrison Ford.
1: But also I think they could do it. I I mean they tried with like Shia LaBeouf. No no okay, no 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 no. No, okay, hold on. That's different. Because they billed Shia LaBeouf as his son. They did not bill him as a new Indiana Jones that would be like saying, oh, John Wick has a kid, so we're going to make him the next John Wick. No, right. no, no, no. That's not how it works. Yeah. If you rebooted the Indiana Jones franchise, I mean, hey, why don't we just go exactly what they did in the 70s and 80s where they just took whoever was playing Han Solo at the time and made him Indiana Jones? Right. Let's just make Alden Ehrenreich the new Indiana Jones. That's what I'm saying. So he can be Han Solo and Indiana Jones. This is like a thing that just keeps happening.
0: I didn't log dial of destiny on either of my lists.
1: Dang. Wait, so like you haven't ranked it yet? No. Oh. I have, must have just Oh, forgotten. I definitely ranked it. I can tell yeah. you that.
0: Well, my, my <laughs> review, I said, characters were flat. Directing was okay at best. Nothing happened. We undid everything the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did just to spend two and a half hours to get right back to where we started. It's just a a two and a half hour chase scene. Time travel is stupid. Harrison Ford is too old. Two stars. One star because I've seen worse. Two stars for Antonio Banderas. I'd rather watch The Little Mermaid. That's my review of Dial of Destiny.
1: Oh, do you want to talk about Little Mermaid? I forgot that's a song. Oh, See, I forgot yeah, about you, that one. Yeah, we can put it on there.
0: I don't uh, know. We lot, can so. talk about
1: that one after Indiana Jones. Um, yeah. So here's my here's my Indiana Jones review from Letterboxd. There is absolutely no way Steven Spielberg watched this and said it was good without Kathleen Kennedy holding a gun to his head. All that's the based. characters suck, Helena especially, and it felt like there was no reason for Indy to be involved at all. I also don't love that he's divorced only for it to be resolved by the end of the movie. Shout out to Disney for yet again ruining a childhood favorite in search of more money. (laughs)
0: Dang. Dang. I
1: gave it it one star. I said
0: two because I've seen worse. There's only like two other movies
1: on my letterbox that have one star. And it's like The Little Mermaid 2. (laughs) Listen,
0: here's the thing. I... I don't like people defending Dial of Destiny, because this is things are opinionated. That's okay. You're allowed to like it if you want. And I'm th- there's a, the big argument is oh, but if you you didn't grow up with Indiana Jones, you don't know it. And I I'm sure like, did. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I didn't. I watched most of the Indiana Jones movies for the first time when we did our podcast about it. But if I I feel like the sign of you have to be so incredibly invested in Indiana Jones to look past how horrible it is. That's not a good movie. Like, stop saying that it's a good movie because you're invested in it. Like, objectively yeah. speaking, this is bad. You can like L-tick. it if you want and say, oh, I'm just, I just like Indiana Jones. That's fine. I don't care if you like it just because you like Indiana Jones. But don't argue with me and say, oh, but this is a good movie. No, the story is garbage. Harrison Ford, love him. I love Harrison Ford. He was too old to do the action that they wanted to do in that movie. And to remedy that, he needed a partner that could like fill those shoes. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge was not the choice. She's not like an action actor. And so, like... It's not a good actor. I don't know. it. I am I hated this movie. And I walked out of the theater, ran into someone I know, and he said, Hey, what are you here to see? And it's like, Ah, oh, we just saw Dial of Destiny. And he said, Oh, we're about to go see it. What, how is it? And I didn't have the heart to tell him that I did, really hated it. And he said... And I was like, It's pretty good. And then the next time I saw him, I said, Hey, how was is, how is Indiana Jones? And he said, Man... I really hated it. <laughs> it's like, was like, oh, good! I can be I, honest no, with you. No, I didn't too. I just couldn't like sway your opinion right before you saw the movie. He said, "I didn't even have to pee. I got up
1: three times because I was gonna fall asleep." <laughs> I, I like, so legitimately like the most interesting part of the movie was the first part where yep. he was like on the train, which that was it. By the way, that intro sequence is twenty-five minutes
0: long. Is it? Why? That entire intro
1: sequence is almost 30 minutes of the movie. 30 minutes of a two-and-a-half-hour movie, by the mm-hmm. way. It's two-and-a-half hours. I was yeah. bored after the first half hour, which yep. says a lot because it's an adventure movie. I should not be bored on the adventure movie. There was no I adventure. Also, my biggest issue was Helena didn't feel like she had a character arc Mm-mm. because she was consistently betraying and undermining undermining Indy the entire movie. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like her whole like, oh, you're an old man, therefore I know more than you and I'm smarter. So do it this way.
2: Mm -hmm. Like
1: it just didn't come off very well. And I get it, like if you want to do the whole new generation passing the torch, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But also And also maybe don't like (laughs) also maybe Kingdom of the Crystal Skull had a very good ending where like he's reunited with his son, married to right. the love of his life. He's like, that was his last big adventure, ready to hang up the hat and call it right. a day. And now he's like an 80-year-old disgraced college professor who's yeah. divorced because his son died? Yeah, and it was like their fault? I don't know.
0: I don't like this trend, and Star Wars did this too, and it's part of the reason I hate- Oh my Super gosh, Killer you're James. so right! Where they're like, they're like, what if we took our main character and made him really, really sad and destroyed no, his no. life, and you got You're to watch so it? You're so right. Yeah, they did start. That to Luke they Skywalker. do the exact
1: same thing. Yeah, to Han Solo, he and, gets divorced. And Luke he gets divorced from the love of his life because something tragic happened to their son. Hmm.
0: Yep. Harrison Ford is cashing in, <laughs> and then
1: he finds. A new female counterpart who's a mm-hmm. sidekick who he looks at like a daughter. Oh, my God. Yep. yep. You know yep. what the common trend between those two movies are? Kathleen Kennedy was involved. <gasps> oh, my gosh. This goes so deep.
0: This goes so deep. I if feel we like can get between... Kathleen
1: Kennedy out of Lucasfilm, these movies will be a lot better.
0: Between, I'm just saying. Between Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Indiana Jones... I feel like we need to acknowledge that we don't want to see our childhood favorites in like down in the dumps. Like why couldn't okay. he have stayed married and this like is a conversation we're
1: just,
0: Why can't we just different... Why can't we just check in on Indiana Jones when he's on like just on his game and she's like, "Yo, let's do this adventure." And he's like, "I don't know, I'm too old." But then his wife
1: is like, "No, you should." And he's like, Alright. But like that would be so okay. much more fun. This is a conversation for a different podcast episode. Oh, I will defend the decisions they made with Luke Skywalker till the day I die. Stop. That's not true. Yeah. I, no, no it's it, not. I will. It may, no. how else is he supposed to react to his life's work being burned down? His life's work should have never and been burned nephew, down. His nephew, his nephew, bro, his nephew turning evil just like oh. his dad did. What? And he tried to save him like he did with his dad, and then he didn't. I don't think. How else have is done... he supposed to
0: react? No, I'm. That's a valid reaction, but none of that should have happened in the first place. So, no, like, what you're are totally we totally Right. The sequels shouldn't have happened. He had we can a. can agree on that. He had a valid reaction to an event that should have never happened. No, that is I get what that. I will say. So I get that. But, and if you like Dial of Destiny, that's okay. You can like Dial of Destiny if you want. Like if you feel if it gives you that nostalgia buzz, sure, that's fine. Go for it. I'm like I'm glad that you like that, but as someone that doesn't didn't grow up with it, I I don't feel that, and so I feel like I feel like I just have to look at it like an adventure movie, and it's a bad adventure movie. That's what I'm gonna say. I rated this
1: movie twenty four out of twenty four.
0: Really? Yep. This is. Sixteen out of seventeen.
1: I put it lower than the Amazon Prime original with Alison Bree, where she tries to like get this guy out of his marriage. Because at least that movie, while I don't condone the actions of Alison Bree, and I will acknowledge she is really hot anyway, at least that movie was funny. And it had some semblance of depth. Yeah. Where Danny Pudi was like, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't do this thing," and she was like, "Well, I'm going to do it anyway," and then she suffers the consequences of those actions. Yeah. But at least that movie was funny. Yeah. Dial of Destiny. Dial of Destiny. They like
0: go like into like BC, and he's like, "Let
1: me just stay here," and I'm like, "And die." What the frick? That's why does he thing. want to stay here? That's the that's only the thing that Helena thing did in the entire movie where I actually applauded her for, for just like, knocking thanks. him out and taking him back in the future. And I'm right. like, okay.
0: Because that. Good. like I also feel like that was out of character for Indiana Jones. I was like, you're so much smarter yeah. than this. You know this is a horrible idea. Like, why, do you, why? I don't know. The only movie below this movie for me that I've seen that's new this year is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania.
1: Quantumania. Oh, bro, I put Quantumania 2 uh, above Indiana Jones because, again, at least that movie was interesting and funny. Was it bad? No, it yes. <laughs> but it was interesting and it was funny.
0: I would watch Dial of Destiny over Quantumania again. I feel traumatized I by Quantumania. I, I, I hated that movie so much. It sent one of my roommates to the ER he had like uh, that's unrelated. heart palpitations. I <laughs> like to say it was because of the movie. <laughs> we like to say, "Man, the movie was too good." He, he went to the hospital. <laughs> oh gosh! All the right. CGI killed him. <laughs> well, drink the ooze. Drink the ooze. Do we? Right. no, that didn't. Come out. All right, so little next mermaid. One. Go over little, it briefly. Little mermaid. You saw it, right? Nope. I'm oh, waiting for okay. them to
1: add it to Disney Plus. They still Disney haven't done Plus. it. Yet um why did
0: guardians go to disney plus before the little mermaid
1: anyway because it came out before the little mermaid like they should add the little really? mermaid by the end of the month oh interesting well if they little mermaid the honestly
0: it's a live action it's one of the better live action oh disney never mind i lied it's
1: coming to disney plus september 6th oh sick they I don't ju- even did i write a review for that i haven't seen it but i'm gonna watch it just so i can have an opinion I honestly I'm also somewhat intrigued cuz like based on your review that you told me after you saw it. Yeah. I was my very review, interested.
0: I watched it June 1st, so I don't remember my review. I wrote "was an enjoyable watch with a great vibe, but it didn't have anything to remember it by and the music was awful." Yes. I feel like The Little Mermaid is a musical. Yeah. It thrives off of that music and they just the music was bad quality. It's like Under the Sea is like their grand opening song. And it's like supposed to be sung by like a huge choir and like a huge group. And they had like two people sing it. And I was like, why? This is a bad decision. And Aquafina was in it, which was a bad decision. (laughs) She was, dude, Scuttlebutt is such an atrocious song. Oh my gosh. I was crying <laughs> laughing in the theater. I was laughing so hard. I was like, dude, where am I right now? And I would
1: watch it over Dial of Destiny any day. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> I would, listen, I've heard Scuttlebutt. Oh. I would rather listen to that dude. for like two yeah, and a half hours hey. consistently like, oh than watch gosh. Dial of Destiny
0: again. lin Will Miranda has lived long enough to see himself become the villain. <laughs> like, he's really... Man. This is so also,
1: fun. the live-action remakes just aren't. There aren't. They aren't hitting anymore.
0: No, they don't hit after. I I would say that my favorite live-action remake is Beauty and the Beast. True. And then so uh, true. I guess Aladdin. I think we
1: should do a live-action remake tier, tier list. list. We need one to day. do a tier list.
0: I also need to catch up, because I haven't seen Pinocchio. I've never that's seen true. the Cinderella one, which is the the oh, original. I've um, heard that was really
1: good. I don't know. Might be better than Beauty and the Beast. It's that's been a while I've since heard. I've seen it, but it's actually really good. Back when they cared. Like, that's yeah. the problem. Is when they started doing these live action remakes, they started off really good. And then yeah. they decreased the quality with each one to see how little effort they can put in and still make the most amount of money. It's like a yep. pie chart or not a pie chart, it's like a graph, like a
0: graph. where they're
1: like how little effort for maximized profit. For max profit. Like what's the yeah. what's the perfect middle point? What's the perfect middle point? And I think point? they like, found that middle point with Aladdin. Yep. Yep.
0: They're like this but is But they've
1: continually gone down from there. <laughs>
0: yeah. They're like how much like a Disney... We are this close to just making Disney Channel original movies again. Actually, wait, like- correction.
1: It was the live-action Lion King. That's no, the media. No, you're so right. Where they They're did so absolutely right. nothing new, but they still made a billion dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah. That is... Oh, my gosh. I hate that so much. So, another movie I saw this year that I actually am excited to talk about was Wes Anderson's Asteroid City.
1: Mid. Tell me what you think of Asteroid City. Okay. I had to kind of change my perspective going into it mm-hmm. because I knew it was a Wes Anderson film. Right. And it wasn't going to be like your typical, oh, like just this, is, this This
0: is the narrative. It's more like this is kind of a vibe. Like you're
1: figuring right. it out. Looking back, I don't know if it deserves to be as high on my list as it is, but it is. Yes. Um, I enjoyed it. What, what's interesting is I went from seeing Dial of Destiny, which was really bad, to a movie that I actually somewhat enjoyed and had a decent time with. Mm-hmm. And there were some parts of Asteroid City where I was just cackling in the yeah. theater by myself. Oh, yeah. It was me and like this grandma and her teenage yeah. granddaughter. And the movie started a half hour late because I think they forgot we were in the theater. <laughs> um... <laughs> But classic, (laughs) it was good, it was enjoyable. I the thing I appreciate most about it is the way that it was shot and the way Mm -hmm. it was filmed because it definitely feels like instead of building a set for what the camera would see, I don't know if they did this or not, but instead of building it for what the camera sees, it feels like they actually built that Mm -hmm. entire town and were actually just put the camera in the middle of it. So yep. in the beginning when they are like just shifting from the four different angles, it feels like they're actually turning the camera four different yeah. ways. And I really appreciate that cuz we I think a lot of movies practical. nowadays mm-hmm. overuse CGI. Yeah. And I like seeing more practical stuff. Even like the mm-hmm. train at the very beginning. Yeah. I could tell yeah, that was that's practical. That's a miniature.
0: That's a miniature. And I was like, and- "Yes."
1: Thank you. I also
0: think Wes Anderson is kind of brilliant in the sense of he knows that we can see through crappy visual effects and knows that it's better to do intentionally simple stop motion instead of okay CGI. Because that alien in Asteroid City is a stop claymation it is like because he's he's incredible at stop motion i'm just gonna say that isle of dogs fantastic mr fox incredible movies so he's so good at that and i'm really glad that he's still incorporating like that mixed medium um really creative but he he understands that we would rather be like oh it was an intentional choice to have that as claymation other than oh, you tried to make this look real and it kind of sucks. And that's brilliant. He knows what he's doing. Overall, it's a confusing movie. It's Asteroid City is the name of a fictional play and while learning the story of the fictional play, you watch the play play out. And the play itself is the same event from eight different perspectives. So it. It's a lot to follow, and that's why I want to watch it again, because I'm sure I would pick up on a lot of stuff that I didn't the first time, but man, the cast is incredibly stacked. Oh, yeah. The, I just... I mean, Astrid City's good. I just wish there was more celebrities in it. Like, it... It only, it just has Jeff Goldblum and, you know, um Steve Carell. Steve Carell, Scarlett Scarlet Johansson, Scarlett Johansson Brian Hanks. Crankston, Tom Tom Hanks, Willem Defoe. Like the list goes on. Maya Hawk like the list just goes on. And Wes Anderson is at that point where it's kind of an honor to be in his films. Um And so it's like kind of like back in the day when like Marvel was at its peak and it was like, guess who's joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Like it's a Fortnite collab. Yeah. And so now I feel like Wes Anderson and Christopher Nolan are the two directors. Like if they ask you, you say yes. And so that's that's kind of interesting. But Asteroid City overall, I think it's I thought it was very enjoyable. It's very artsy. Like that's it's Wes Anderson. That's the vibe. And I just like him as a director, so I I really enjoyed it, and I think I ranked it. Let me go back to my list. I ranked it number five on my did list. Did you did you say where you ranked The Little Mermaid? Uh, ye- no, I didn't. So Dial of Destiny is sixteen. Is sixteen. Uh, Little Mermaid is fifteen. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. And then Asteroid, Asteroid City is number five. five. Yep. <laughs> Asteroid City for me
0: is 16.
1: Out of, like, 24, though? Out of
0: 24. That's not bad. you so it's you're a also little not under like invested. You're not as invested in the Wes Anderson narrative no. as I am. And so, you know, it's also Still, like... I thought Dungeons & Dragons was better, though. I disagree. Like, Dungeons & Dragons is on here for me, but it's number 9. So, oh, like, Broke
1: top 10. That's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. My... <laughs> Right outside of my Mario made my top 10 But Cocaine Bear is 11
1: yeah! That's where I draw the line <laughs> Oh alright What's the next one Is it Are you ready Ready to for be the big spicy? one
2: <laughs> Ready to
1: get spicy Alright guys Wait 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 Alright I'm assuming the next one is Barbie right Yes Do you want to start with Oppenheimer Since I haven't seen that one
0: Yeah I'll do Oppenheimer real quick because the, I didn't get a chance to thing. see it
1: I know you're right. supposed to do like the back-to-back, but as I said in a previous episode, my back-to-back yeah. of depression to fun was Sound of Freedom to Barbie. And I haven't right. gotten a chance to see a three-hour political bomb movie yet. So right.
0: So, Oppenheimer, what I will say is it is a masterclass in directing, editing, acting, lighting, practical VFX. Phenomenally well put together movie. I feel like the I feel so bad for the editors of Oppenheimer. There is not... The same location is not kept for longer than 60 seconds through all the three hours of that movie. So
1: it's a TikTok movie. (laughs) You would would think that, but
0: no. It's the opposite of a TikTok movie, (laughs) meaning you need the longest attention span in America to stay dialed in. So what I will say about Oppenheimer is it's... Phenomenally well executed, and I was interested to see how Christopher Nolan was gonna take a true story because he's usually more about like the narrative where he can kind of twist and do whatever he wants and add like all the twists and turns. Um, except for Dunkirk, which Dunkirk is a great movie, and, and that's a true story. So I was excited for Oppenheimer. I had, I honestly tell you, can tell you, I watched the trailer for Oppenheimer one time, and it was when I was in the theater to watch something else. So the only thing is, if you're not into three hour political dialogue movies, then you're not going to like it because it's like, ha ha, bomb, explosion, cool, hee hee, Oppenheimer, like kaboom. Like, that's great. I will tell you, since we're doing spoilers, the bomb goes off about two hours in. That's like the big building moment. Two hours in the bomb goes off and the last hour is solid political discourse like non-stop like super snappy like back and forth and there's it there has to be at least 50 characters in this movie and their names are kind of hard to follow if you're stupid like me and so it's just what I'll say is it's a phenomenal incredible piece of art that is exhausting and I do Well, I don't think I'll intentionally watch it again. I'm not going to be like, all right, guys, let me sit down and turn on Oppenheimer again because I don't I don't I feel like there's other movies I'd rather watch with my time. Right. But it's a masterpiece. It truly is a masterpiece. I don't I don't appreciate the nudity. It was unnecessary. It makes. It adds nothing to the story. There's literally... And it's kind of a meme. There's literally a scene where they're having a conversation, but they're just naked. Like, why? Literally why? Like, this made no sense. It was kind of dumb. I feel like they could have gotten away with having none of that in it, honestly. Um, But I've never seen a movie where nudity has added to the story. And so it's... I don't know if that's spicy opinion, There is not a single scenario I can think of where adding nudity to your movie makes it better. So, I will leave you with that. Oppenheimer is phenomenal. I gave it four stars. If it didn't have that stuff in it, I would have said five. So, there you go. There's your Oppenheimer. I liked Barbie better, but just because...
1: Where'd you you put it, (sighs) ranking-wise? The film bros are going to kill me.
0: They're going to kill me.
1: Um, what? the? What You're assuming they haven't already killed us for having right, not seen no. The Godfather.
0: Literally. So it's number eight. And so it's- What do you
1: mean the film bros are going to kill you? It's still top ten. I'm going to be like, Oppenheimer is number one on my no. book because
0: Christopher Nolan is a cinematic genius, which those he aren't is. Those aren't film bros. Those are Nolan about
1: fans. About There's a difference.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying I put Haunted Mansion above Oppenheimer.
1: I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, but listen, listen, before Haunted Mansion, we gotta talk about what I think what I think will go down in the general consensus is the movie of the summer. Yeah. Not yeah, for me personally. It is. It but is. But it kind of is. Like I get
0: Culturally it. speaking, it is the movie of maybe the only the year. other
1: movie this year to cross a billion dollars, by the way. I think it's
0: <laughs> I would say culturally it's the movie of the year. It has to be. Uh, <laughs> I wish that wasn't true. I really Um, do. Okay. Say, here you go. You have the floor. Tell me about Barbie because we strongly disagree about Barbie.
1: I gave Barbie two stars. One of those stars was for I'm just Ken. The other star was for Ken. And that's it. Dang. Dang. Here's the thing for me. Going into Barbie, I tried. I really tried to go in with an open mind. Because I I did the same thing for Indiana Jones. And I'm trying to do this now with every movie I see. Mm -hmm. Is go in with a very open mind. Especially if I've heard bad things about it. Because, I don't know, the critics have been wrong about a lot of movies. Critics said the Mario movie sucked, but it's my number four movie this year. And I really enjoyed it. So I tried to go in with an open mind, despite hearing... Many people say, Well, it's nothing but a bunch of woke nonsense and a bunch of garbage. And I'm like, Well, are we surprised? Like right. you guys are acting like, like this is brand new information. Like right. what what did you expect?
0: Like, Greta Gerwig is making a Barbie movie and right. they're like, It's feminist and I'm like, It's okay, the you sky expect? is blue. Like what did you think the final the scene is was green. gonna be? Right. Did Sometimes. you think the final scene was gonna be Barbie realizing her true place was to make sandwiches for Ken? Like, no, this is. Well, <laughs> it's gonna
1: be. A little... I don't know. They were trying to get there. <laughs> the patriarchy. <laughs> so, here's what I'll say. I'm gonna preface this by saying I mm-hmm. went in with an open mind, and something I didn't fully comprehend until after I seen the movie and I've kind of sat on it for like a month is this movie is not for me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's by all means, by every definition of the word, this is a girl's movie. Disagree. It Okay, here's the thing. It's a girl's movie that can be enjoyed by men. Disagree. Are you you t- <laughs> Okay, you're telling me they didn't put Ken in the movie just so that guys would be entertained while they're going to see it with their girlfriends? No.
0: I think Barbie is a movie for humans. And it's a movie. Okay, well, if you want to get philosophical. <laughs> I want to get know. philosophical. Barbie yeah. is a movie about the human condition. And while it is predominantly feminist, because it's Barbie, she's always been a feminist icon. I think that if I think that. You're reading it wrong if you can't find something relatable about the movie. Because it's a movie searching for purpose. It's like, what am I made for? Why am I here? Which, you know, you could make a sermon and point back to God and say, well, this is why. But listen, this is a movie about the human condition and how we struggle to find purpose and worth and how i don't know i don't know it's not it's not just men bad women good that's not what i read it as at all
1: but that's how that but that's how the movie was built no it's, that's not. The problem. <laughs> no, it's not yes it is Did we did not watch the same movie that's how the advertising was that's how it's played off in the movie is ken is always significantly less than barbie because he's a ken And the only time something went wrong in Barbie land is when the men actually started doing stuff. It's also... Aside from just being there. It's also... I'm not saying... It's a perfect system. Right. Okay? This is the thing. My my biggest issue with Barbie is that it didn't try to find the middle ground that exists in society. Mm -hmm. Because, let's be honest, men need women, women need men. Yeah. It's a two-way street. Yeah. It is not... We can live in our Barbie feminist utopia and everything be perfect without the kins. No. Like, but it's also things can't be perfect in the kingdom just, just because kins. there's no Barbies right. there. Like, you need both. For a society mm-hmm. to function and flourish. And the movie didn't really try to find the middle ground. Yeah. They started to get there at the very end when the cans are like, ooh, can we be judges mm-hmm. or like Supreme Court judges? And they're like, well, you can start off as like minor circuit judges mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, okay, I get that. But you've kind of just reset the status quo. That
0: is what I'll say is I don't like the way it ended where I felt like we made a lot of progress that got undid a little bit in the end and i don't like that but i think that the point how do i want to say this this is such like a hot button thing is i also noticed that when it was just the barbies in charge nothing got done they didn't do anything everyone just kind of like lived their lives whatever and so they were like oh we need we need Ken's we need Barbie's we need both and so it's like you're right they didn't find the middle ground that I was hoping they would get to but I also took I took a lot of it out like I I got a lot out of it I was like yeah this is this is good I feel like it was like a good step But I guess that's not – like, not everyone agreed. I also – here's the thing. I really enjoyed Barbie, and I also went in thinking it was a joke. I was like, oh. Well,
1: I think if you go in that that way, then that kind of changes the whole perspective of the movie. You
0: were like, oh, this is like – it's just for fun. It's just for giggles. And then, like, partway through the movie, I was like, Oh. I think they're serious. They're taking this seriously. Like, I think I am tr- I was, like, trying to figure out if it was a satire or not. And I think where I landed was they were a lot of the things that they said. And even in her big speech about, like, women, and she was like, women do this and this and that. Like, you need to do this and that. And I've talked to, like, women in my life, my girlfriend, my mom, like, everyone. They're like, yeah, uh, most of the things she said in that speech were really true. And they were like, yeah, this is accurate. And I was like, okay, I'm not in a position to say that's inaccurate because I'm not a woman. Like, that's not my place to speak. And so in that sense, sure, it wasn't meant for me. But I'm also like, I feel like I got something out of it. Even if it was just, ha-ha, funny movie. like. But I also got, like, I was like, this is really philosophical. And it really, like... It feels relatable. And I I felt like kind of enlightened and like, oh, I thought it was fun and I really enjoyed it. And you know, partway through, even though I realized, oh, they're serious. Like I thought this was a joke at first. I was like, you know what? Yeah, cool. I'm okay with this. This is fine. And you know, even if it is for political reasons and they're like, women need this and that, like I can kind of set, push that in the corner and say, oh, Will Ferrell had a great performance. You know, Ryan Gosling will probably ironically get an Oscar for this movie. And so I don't know. Like, Margot Robbie was great. The soundtrack was great. The visuals are stunning. Michael Sarah is hilarious. The song is great. Like, I'm not gonna let a mild political disagreement get in the way of me appreciating the work that was put into the movie. That's what I'm gonna say.
1: See, I get that. I understand that. But for me personally, that was... Because it it goes back to what I was saying about just wanting to be entertained. Yeah. Is it didn't feel like it was a purely for entertainment movie. It was made to get an idea across Mm -hmm. to a certain group of people. And I was not in that group. So therefore, I felt alienated Mm -hmm. from the point. The part I related to most... Was with Ken, which kind of make like that makes sense. Yeah. Like the guys are supposed to relate to, which is ironic because they kind of spend the whole movie saying that you shouldn't be defined by your gender roles, but then guys find themselves gravitating more towards Ken and girls find themselves <laughs> gravitating more towards Barbie. It's almost like, like that's oh, why they were made oh, in the first place. Okay. Anyway, the stuff with Ken, I, I really I picked up on this really early on mm-hmm. because it is something that is present today is like guys just want to be respected. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying guys should be respected for every single thing they do because right. both genders can mess up. Right. Like saying respect guys live,
0: saying respect guys for this doesn't mean disrespect women. That is too Right. It does different. not mean
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, we needed to grade women for the sake of bettering guys. That was that was my problem with the movie yeah. is it felt very like We need to disrespect men to uplift women, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. When in reality, you can do both because both men and women have very different roles in society, Mm -hmm. and they can like there are things that only women can do that men can't do, and we should uplift Mm -hmm. them for that, and vice versa. Like the movie didn't find the middle ground, and Ken, at the end of the day, just wanted to be respected Mm -hmm. and get attention from. From the Barbies who weren't paying them any mind aside from, oh, look at that guy on the mm-hmm. beach. Like, that's just Ken. Yeah. Like, even in the marketing, she's everything. He's, he's just, just Ken. Ken. Yeah. So from that sense, like, following Ken's journey of going to the real world and going coming out of this, like, matriarchal society into the patriarchal society and, like, I thought that, was really, that funny, was really funny when he's like going up the escalator and seeing all of the different yeah. like prominent male figures, and I like that they even threw in like Hitler yeah. and some of like the bad ones, yeah. and I was like, yeah, no, let's acknowledge that yeah. like <laughs> there have been bad some men, it's like, not like, all good people. Yeah. So there was that aspect, and like I said earlier, the movie does a really good job of showing that. A fully female society and a fully male society does not work. Yeah. But they didn't make the connection that you need both of them to have a properly Mm -hmm. functioning society. Because they even villainize the real world as like, well, it's run by all men, so therefore, it's bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, Greta Gerwig, (laughs) a woman in a predominantly male-run industry, making a movie about a women's toy. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not the right person to make this argument. <laughs> it's
0: like, you feel, it seems a little biased. I don't know. It seems a little it.
1: disingenuous because, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like i That just doesn't feel right. I also think, well, Barbie
0: is, it was way more philosophical and introspective than I expected. And I'm not mad. I think they pulled it off. But I also yeah. think there's a point where I'm like, guys, it's the freaking Barbie movie. Calm down. I'm like, yeah. at what point like, do we just say it's the Barbie movie? And they literally made it. They wrote the Barbie movie when covid was huge and they didn't know if they'd ever get a movie back in theaters again and they're like well this kind of sucks and they're like let's write a movie where if we ever get to put it in theaters it will be the wildest ride of a lifetime that's the point the point is that it's insane and so at one at some point i'm of the opinion where i'm like guys don't overthink it like it's the barbie movie like it's supposed to be a like an acid trip so like strip away all of the like retrospective and gender role like all of the politics of that any of that set that aside and be like how is this as a movie because that's what it is it's a movie how do we feel about it as a movie i'm like the set pieces the soundtrack the acting the directing it's all phenomenal and that's more where i'm coming from is i'm like this as a movie was a good movie to me but i also think and we've we've talked about this before I don't think it's your style. I don't think it's your taste. Oh, we say we were going to talk about this. We've talked about this, about how I don't think you like movies that are meant for adults. No, I really don't. In the sense of like you really just want to be entertained. You just want to be thrown a story. And while that's not like there is a huge demographic of people like that, like that's fine. But I also I'm also going to say don't don't crap on the Barbie movie. If it's just not for you. Because, like, objectively speaking, yeah, it need, I, needs to be appreciated. Because it, it is beautiful. It's a beautiful movie.
1: Listen. Listen. I'm just Ken. Anywhere <laughs> else, in the entire I'd soundtrack. be a 10. <laughs> Anywhere else, I'd be a 10. Oh. I, I don't know. I also don't I, think... I,
0: I don't know how to wrap this up, because we're never really going to see eye to eye on this one. No,
1: we're never going to agree so, on this movie. That's the problem. At some point,
0: we just stop, which is, like...
1: Which is right which now. is fine.
0: Like, where did you rank it? What number? Other, that's the other thing. Is like, we don't have to agree. Like usually, but the, it's so weird because usually, like, we usually come to like a middle ground at some point. But this yeah. is one like, that we're usually, just too far.
1: We're on the same page. Yeah, but here, like, I don't think we're gonna be on no, the same. This page. This is right. just one that we. just I didn't like it. Kind of disagree. I gave it with. two stars, and put it as twenty out of twenty-four. <sighs> you guys, did you guys just see what just happened? We disagreed about a
0: movie, and we're still friends. Yeah. How about it's that? It's
1: almost like we can have a civil conversation about things we disagree on. Yeah. And not have and to not disown, have to each, each, disown <laughs> each other.
0: Wait. Whoa. Who's gonna tell me this?
1: <laughs> Listen. And we can still go play Fortnite after right. and no, be friends. Literally. Oh wow. my gosh, guys! If only we could bring this type of civil conversation to the political sphere, our wow. world would be a much wow. better place.
0: Anyway, so you were, you're, she's 20 out of 24. Correct. Shut up. Nope. All right. Out of. Right
1: there. Right there. Wait, 20 out of 24.
0: 20, 20. Out of 17 minus 6.
1: Wow. Six. Almost on the list. broke
0: top five. Almost top five. I don't know. Astro- I enjoyed Asteroid City a little bit more.
1: Okay. All right. So. Yeah. We got two more. What order do you want to do Three these more. In. Three more. Oh, you're so right. I didn't see it because it bumped down to the next you... page. I feel like I need to do the one I feel like you need to go because it reinforces the point that you just made yeah. about the type of yes. movies that I like. So Nink does not okay.
0: like a movies meant for adults with introspective, deep thoughts that provoke and make you go, wow, I don't, that was interesting. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Nick would rather watch So let's what let's talk about my movie of the summer. His movie of the summer which is Miraculous Ladybug which is what was on And Cat Noir And Cat Noir the movie, whatever which was on Disney Channel when I was getting my haircut this week. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Here's the thing. So this place that I get my haircut, they have like 6 TVs in like a grid and they're all in different channels, so it's just kind of like whatever. So they don't have to change the channel. You can watch whatever you want. And yeah. it was, like, some stupid, like, reality show on Bravo and then, like, Fox News. And I was like, whatever. And then it was, like, Pacific Rim and, uh, like, Miraculous. And I was like, should I pretend to watch what a Pacific Rim or just watch Miraculous? Like, <laughs> like I got to see what the
1: hype is all about. So Damn.
0: tell me about We're gonna watch this, movie. this summer.
1: I'm gonna force you to watch Tell this movie me about at some your point, movie of the summer. Because I feel like you'd really like it. But that's the thing is I would like it, but it would not top these other movies for me. I I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I feel like you're capping. But anyway. So the Miraculous Ladybug movie premiered on Netflix on July twenty eighth. Okay? Here's the thing. It has been in production hell since two thousand fifteen. Like, when the first season of the show blew up, they were like, by the way, we're making a good movie. Like, it's going to be really good. Like, we're, we're going to make a movie. Eight years later, <laughs> the movie finally comes out on Netflix. I'm kind of disappointed it didn't go to theaters because yeah. I feel like this movie would have been so nice to see on the giant movie screen with the surround sound because there was a lot of music. It was It's a musical, okay? And the music, the soundtrack freaking slaps, bro. Because here's the thing. It is the most traditional Disney-style movie we've gotten in the last few years, including movies from Disney. Because it had the female lead, who's got the male sidekick, and they eventually fall in love. But it's also got musics. Musics? It's got music. It's got power ballads. It's got a villain song using the traditional lime green and purple. It has music that actually dynamically moves with what's going on screen. It's also animated, like, animation is beautiful. But you might be thinking, that's all good and dandy. Why is that your movie of the summer? Let me condense and paraphrase the 12-minute voice message I sent Jackson the night after watching this movie. I had decent expectations going into it. It was honestly the movie I've been looking forward to the most this summer, once Netflix dropped a date all day on the 28th, I was like, all right, I'm going to go home and watch the miraculous movie. And then I got home, ate dinner and I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch the miraculous movie. That movie had my full attention the entire time. I set my phone down on the bed. It wasn't even in my hand because the movie had my full attention and I have not laughed or enjoyed a movie as much as I did this movie in a long time. A long time, maybe, like, the Mario movie. Mm. But the thing about it was, is it was another one of those, like, right place, right time movies because before watching this, I was at the peak of Hollywood is doomed. All these movies are, like, just... I haven't seen a single, like, really good movie this summer because even... Across the Spider-Verse, like, the longer I've gone since I've seen it, the lower it Mm -hmm. sits on my list. Me too. Because it got really high up because of the recency bias, and now it's, like, slowly tapering back down. Mm -hmm. So even, like, a movie that's a masterpiece is, like, ticking down. So I'm sitting here, like, is this the end of movies? Are there any, like, good non-anime movies still coming out? And I was really worried about that. And then I watched this movie and I laughed. I got emotional. I was like invested. I just enjoyed it. And I felt entertained the entire like hour and a half or however long it is. I was entertained. I never felt like they were saying, well, Ladybug is actually a socialist. So she thinks (laughs) you should do this thing. (laughs) Or like, well, Cat Noir thinks that Ladybug's a woman so therefore she cannot do things good Mm -hmm. therefore equals bad like it none of that ever came up it was just an entertaining really good hour and a half and it honestly restored my hope that movies can get better and we can have an upswing despite having i would argue 2023 is one of the worst years in movies just in general wow
0: I don't know. I'm looking at some bangers on this list from this year. I mean, I'm
1: not saying it's all bad. I'm just saying, think about movies we've got this year versus movies we got last year. Or even the year before that. Yeah, Like, this has been a rough year. Like, we
0: barely had two movies that crossed a billion this year.
1: Yeah. In like, 2019, there was
0: like, eight.
1: For me to watch this movie and have my hope in movies somewhat restored... And also just be a really good movie that was a much better version of the story than the show will ever be. <sighs> if you want to watch Miraculous, watch the hour and a half movie and call it a day. You'll get everything you want rather than watching a five season show. Is the show good? Depends on the day. It's, it's watchable, but the movie Ugh. was fantastic and I honestly want to watch it again. I listen to the soundtrack daily oh and I will watch it again by the end of the year and I really ultimately am disappointed it didn't go to theaters mm-hmm. because that means it won't get a DVD release because we know Netflix never releases any of their stuff nope. on DVD and I would buy this on DVD day one interesting and it's just it it sounds such like, a good movie.
0: It sounds like I need to watch it. And then really give, yeah. <laughs> I need to watch it and then give an actual, like I need to know if you're crazy because if you're crazy, then you're crazy. And you're, you're but like, if I'm right. Cause if I'm watching it, I'm like, this is a movie for babies. And it's like this and that. No, if, but I'm sure like you have yet to steer me wrong on a movie. Like any of your recommendations have been good. Exactly. And
1: so I'm like. it's because I don't recommend you stuff I know you wouldn't like. Right. Don't recommend your We know each other well like. enough. Right. We know each other well enough that we know what we will and won't like. Right. So if I feel like you'll like it, I'll take the chance and yeah. say, hey, you should watch this because I think yeah. you'll like it.
0: Yeah. All right. I need to watch it. That's what's where. Where is it on the list, though? Like, I'm really nervous to hear where it is on the list. It's
1: number five. Five. OK. OK. Five. I respect that. And here's the thing. While I will sit here and say it's my movie, like my favorite movie of the summer, and it's a really good movie, it does have its fair share of flaws. It's, I will admit, your experience might be just a tiny bit dampened if you haven't watched the five-season show. (laughs) It stands alone, but there are certain things that you wouldn't pick up on if you hadn't seen the show. Mm Kind of like a video game adaptation where if you've played the game you'll get it but if you haven't like you can still enjoy it mm-hmm. um, that makes sense so yeah yep. my number five that as I mentioned earlier I there were three movies that I really enjoyed felt like entertained me Guardians Miraculous Ladybug and the next movie we're gonna talk about Haunted mansion, haunted poing, 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 poing. mansion. I feel
0: like this movie I'm is going unrecognized at. for how good it truly is, how good it is. This is a good Disney, movie. Very Disney finally Disney makes w. a good movie, and no Disney finally makes a good they movie, and nobody's going to see it. They finally make a good movie,
1: and who cares? And they're like, well, they're guys. they're going to learn the wrong lesson. No, That's the right. problem, guys. You can't say Disney is woke and then not go see the one non woke movie no, they make, because like they'll guys. never learn that way. Yeah. Yes, you can say it hurts their wallet. They don't like. They're doing all these things. Right. It's hurting their wallet. Absolutely, it is. Sure. But you also need positive reinforcement. You gotta say to say, is say is that hey, like. this is what we this like. What we don't like. keep doing this.
0: Yeah. The, no. So haunted mansion, I had like half good. I was like weary. Because Haunted Mansion is one of those things where, like, they've tried it before. Like, I I haven't seen any of the other Haunted Mansion ones. So I know people that are like, Eddie Murphy or Die. I'm like, I don't have any reference point except The Ride, which I love The Ride. I was like, if they screw it up, I'm going to be really sad because I love The Ride. And I was like, I don't know. Disney's kind of missing a lot. Like, the reviews were like, if you like Haunted Mansion, you'll like the movie. But if you like have if you're not like a disney adult then you're not gonna be into it i disagree i think this is just a good enough movie to go and enjoy and so i feel like the story was really solid they got a lot of actors they've mixed really well with well-known actors that were like Kept it alive, but I was like, oh, that's Owen Wilson. Oh, that's Maya Rudolph. That's Rosario Dawson. But they also were Danny like Vito. Danny DeVito. But they also like threw in some people that I had never seen in anything. And they like were super fresh and funny. And like, I'm really glad they were there. And all the actors did a really great job. The visual effects didn't look like they were done on Windows Live Movie Maker. True. Like, they actually looked pretty decent. And I was like, how? What, what What's the disconnect from this movie to other stuff? Like, I think it's because they actually
1: this? delayed it to give them more time. It was supposed to come out in March. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. My one And then they thing... delayed it to July. Which, by the way, why? 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 Disney, why? You sent this movie to die. Why did you put out a spooky Halloween movie in the middle of July? Why? If this movie came out in like what's October. What's the reason?
0: It would it would have been a smash. Just be doing you're like, gangbusters, oh, dude. We gotta go see we gotta go see Haunted Mansion. It's spooky season. Like, let's go. And here's my theory. They I think they know the Marvels is gonna flop, so they had to swap some stuff around.
1: No <laughs> so... no no. I think I think they're looking for a bump in Disney Plus subscribers during the, the spooky season. Mm, that is because valid I guarantee truth. you when they start doing their fall Halloween marketing cycle, mm-hmm. this movie is gonna come up. That makes and sense. And they're gonna say And they're going to use the underperforming at the box office as an excuse to put it on there sooner rather than later. Which sucks. Instead of waiting the three months. Yeah. Which three months would put, well, it put them at the end of October. Yeah, but
0: they want it at the beginning of October. But they
1: want it at the end of September. Yeah. So I think they're going to use that to justify it being like, oh, well.
0: I don't know. I'm just frustrated because this is a great movie, but it's not performing well. Because it is kind of niche. It's kind of niche. Like if you've never
1: been to Disney World. Okay. I'm going to fight you on that. Okay. It's not. I don't think it's as niche as you think it is. Okay. Because I don't think, I think you're underestimating how many people have gone to Disney Mm -hmm. and how popular Haunted Mansion is. That makes sense. Because Haunted Mansion is the one ride that is consistent at all of the other theme parks. That does make sense. Like there is a Haunted Mansion at every version of Magic Kingdom that exists in the world. It's that important that every time they build a new park, it is high on their list of we Mm -hmm. need to make sure this is here. There are different mansions depending on where you go and there's a lot of lore there, which is nice because that means if they ever want to do a sequel, which they won't because it financially underperformed, the lore is there. Mm-hmm. The in-universe lore is there. Yeah. And going in as a Haunted Mansion fan, I was like, you, I was very on the fence because this is my favorite ride at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And easily sense. in my top three of like all Disney rides. Oh, absolutely. And I was Whole very hardly. worried. This and Tower of Terror are both movies that yes. I was very worried oh, about. Oh my gosh.
0: I'm Tower scared. of Terror
1: still hasn't come out yet. Um, <laughs> but I went in after seeing the critics thought I was bad I was like oh okay then maybe it'll so actually gonna be, be somewhat <laughs> decent so whatever the critics say it's usually the opposite yeah um so I went in I went and saw it with my sister and the whole time we were like just having fun yeah you're like this
0: is kind of good and we
1: were laughing and it was kind of funny yeah and oh what's the main guy's name Ben I don't Ben yeah I really liked him I loved character. him he did he was His awesome. actor, I don't know the actor's name, did a yeah. phenomenal job. I've never seen him He was him really in funny. He was phenomenal. Delivered all his lines really well. Yeah. Had great chemistry with everyone else. And I really got into, like, his backstory. Yeah. His, of, like, like his the, wife died. The,
0: the, like, dead wife type like Because sometimes the dead wife narrative is a little lost on me. Where they're, like, watching the videos of, like, what are you doing? Stop. I'm just recording you because of how beautiful you are. And I'm like, what the frick? <laughs>
1: I liked that they added in the regret of yes. how things ended. And as someone who went through a similar situation, not with a wife, but with a friend mm-hmm. and like, Oh, if I could see them one more time, yeah. these were the things they would say. Mm-hmm. And just having that
2: was like, really yeah.
1: good and actually got kind of deep. Yeah. So genuine. And like a lot deeper than I thought it was going to go for yeah. a ride for a movie about a Disney world ride. Yeah. Yeah. Also, say what you will about Jared Leto. I think he did a decent job as a hatbox. He did ghost.
0: good in this movie. He did good,
1: I've mainly because him... he looked like Morbius and he didn't really have to do any acting because yeah. Jared Leto is already pretty weird and runs a cult in real life. Uh, yeah. So just translating that just into a... the hatbox ghost, you know, they're pretty that's... similar. He didn't have not, to do any acting. You know,
0: I'm not. You know, he just it was, it was just method acting. You know, he was <laughs> I don't like Jared Leto, but that was that was a good choice. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm excited. I like Haunted Mansion. It was a very faithful adaptation from a fan perspective. And I think this is very similar to the Mario movie Mm -hmm. where it's faithful to the fans, not the critics.
2: Yes. Because
1: they know the critics are not the ones who are driving sales. I think Mm -hmm. most studios are finally catching on that a critic review doesn't really mean a lot. Yeah. And it's more the audience review. So when the Haunted Mansion fans go see it and say, hey- you like Haunted Mansion? You're gonna love this movie because it's very faithful. Yep. Yes, they used the Disneyland exterior for the main mansion, but when they go to the other one, the yep. exterior of that other mansion is the is the Florida one. Yeah, and it doesn't. If you don't know that, it doesn't detract from your enjoyment of yep. the movie. But if you do know, it's kind of like the Leonardo like, oh. DiCaprio meme where you're he's like, like "Oh, oh uh-huh, I know that uh-huh. thing." Yeah. So. That makes sense. I I also like that some of the things like. The The stretching room was in there. Yeah. They put some of the pre-show ride audio yes. in there. That was good. Or, like, the the lines were there. And they also had Grim Grinning Ghosts, which you can't, like... Come on. Get out of here. You can't do a Haunted Mansion movie without that. If Get you do, you fail. So, Dude. I very much enjoyed it. I Owen put Wilson? It... Owen Wilson was funny. He was really really He was, he was really my funny. favorite part, I think. This is a really funny movie. Yeah. Really like, funny. I didn't feel like...
0: I didn't feel like the, like, creepy, spiritual, weird stuff was uncomfortable either. I don't because think it they was took never, it too far. Because it was
1: never, like, it was never
0: portrayed in a serious way. Right, it was like, like, it it never It was always kind of funny. Right. They were all, oh, the whole time they were like, ooh, ghost, spooky. Which was the perfect approach, because that's the point of Haunted Mansion. Is it's spooky, not scary. And so they, it never, f- like, made me uncomfortable. They were like, oh, it's a ghost. They weren't like... This right. weird spiritual, like, but like they're like, let's light a Yankee candle and like do a like. And I never felt uncomfortable.
1: It's the same vibe as the ride where you're like, oh, and a ghost will like, follow you home. Which did yeah. you notice that Which, they did every like, time someone hokey. tried to leave? Yeah, they did followed them. Yeah, it's good. It's like there was some to be hokey, stuff, and I like it. I would not have picked up on some stuff if my sister didn't point it out. What she said? Like we were sitting there. And she was like, "Oh, look! The chair is leaned back, and the way they constructed yes. the chair yeah. looks like the it doom like buggy. the ride." Or she mentioned, "She's the one who mentioned. Did you notice the ghost followed him home? Yeah, just like, like they say at the end of oh. the ride, a ghost yeah. will follow you home." And I was like, oh. "So right."
0: Yeah, that's good. It's, it's my, really good. It's my number seven.
1: Oh, dude, same. Yo, I also put it at number seven. Number I, seven. I really hope they do a Blu-ray. I want to buy it. I would buy it, honestly. There's another one I would buy on Blu-ray.
0: I, I really need more spooky movies to turn on in, like, that sub- October, Halloween. September. You like need more those, Halloween movies right, that aren't horror that aren't like, horror movies. Like, fun Halloween movies. And you'd be like, The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I'm like,
1: yeah. Uh, have we ever decided where that It's a Halloween
0: movie. It's a Halloween is movie. Is it? You can't yeah. convince me that it's a Christmas movie because it's, like, 75% Halloween. He's from Halloween Town. No, yeah. He's to, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, you know, all right, last movie, last one to talk about is most recent one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which I went in with no expectations. And I've the seen the Spider-Verse little
1: bit, Ninja Turtle movie.
0: Right. I've seen a little bit of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've seen one of the live action movies, both of the Michael Bay movies. Little oh, bit of. They may dude, do, not the Michael Bay movies. I've seen a little bit of the original cartoons, some of the Nickelodeon remake, and like this and that. And I was just kind of like, okay, sure, whatever. I just want to go see a movie. This looks pretty good. I was blown away. This movie has so much heart. It's so genuine. This is the most accurate portrayal of like 14 year old boys I've ever seen. And you could make the argument of like, ooh, they keep saying sus and like cringe and r- they say riz in the movie and this, that. They're like, so out of touch. And I'm like, no, I th- this is how kids talk these, like, these days, air quote. And so like, I would argue that they are so in touch that it makes it a better movie. And I really, really appreciate it. And I think whoever made this movie has to have kids. They have to have sons and know what's up. And Surely. I think that uh, Jackie Chan is phenomenal in the movie. All the kids did incredible. I really, really like when kid actors play kids in movies. Because it just, when it takes me out of it, if they're not. It's like, oh, that is a 25-year-old man who is pretending to be a high schooler. It's like, there is no way. They actually Been had play. kids. What? what? Who said, what? No, Sorry, Ben. Um... Yeah, it was so genuine, so real, so sweet, so heartwarming, absolutely hilarious. I was laughing out loud in the theater. Funniest movie I've seen in the theater in a very long time. And it was just, there was no no agenda, like you said. Like, there's no, like, I wasn't feeling pushed for anything. I felt like it was, had a really solid moral, actually. Where they were like, hey, we were doing this for the wrong reasons. We need to do good because we need just to do good and I right. was like yeah they were like we were doing it for personal reasons and that's not cool I was like guys this is lit like who knew Nickelodeon could make great movies in 2023 like who was gonna tell me that and like I also really appreciated Seth Rogan came on in the beginning and he was like hey thanks for coming to see our movie this and that And I was like you're welcome Seth. Like this is it felt so genuine. Like they really cared about the movie. And yeah. so I don't know, I'm probably going to get the Blu-ray honestly. I want to watch it again. And I'm I feel like it needs to be like more respected in the box office. Like go see the movie. It's phenomenal. And I the art style is incredible. It's look it's meant to look like a kid drew the movie, which is so smart. So smart. Heart Humor, is it comedy, everything? Yeah, that's what they said. They were huh. like the little squiggles and stuff. That's the point was to look like a kid's drawing.
1: That would explain so, why humans look ugly. Exactly.
0: I think it's just because it takes be place honest, in New York. No
1: kid knows how to draw a human properly. No, truly. I thought I they can't. were just.
0: I thought they were just ugly because it took place in New York. But I don't know.
1: I thought they were just ugly because that was a stylistic choice. <laughs> the stylistic choice that they're ugly.
0: So yeah, that's.
1: I don't. I mean, I don't know what I else went to and say. Saw it Last weekend, yeah. I don't have much to say about it. Yeah. Other than it was good. Yeah. It was kind of weird to hear anime used so casually as a pop yeah, culture like, reference. Attack on Titan. <laughs> oh, I know how to take down this big thing because I've seen Attack on Titan. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, thanks for appropriating my culture. Um <laughs> What? All right, it's fine, like it's your Like it's your culture. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Anime for pro- is my culture. I'm not Japanese in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> thanks but it's for, my culture. Thanks for, hey, I appropriated it first. You can't do that. <laughs> or like he had a Jujutsu Kaisen sticker right. on his staff. And I was like, I think it's, jokes aside, I do think it's nice to see that Hollywood is starting to incorporate and acknowledge mm-hmm. that side. I also don't know how I feel about it being in there, but that, like, when they were like sus, yeah. W. Riz, yeah. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, you're trying to be accurate to 15-year-old kids, but also, how's that going to age? Yeah. Like, that is the surely we're like, not going to uh, be saying W. Riz in three years.
0: Uh, Like, I don't know, honestly. We I don't it may know. just be like a, one of those time capsule movies where you're like, oh my gosh, remember when? Oh, we this would is what it that? was like in 2023. <laughs> like, wow, that is the thing. That's the other thing is it's a it's a time capsule. You're like, this is what it's like to be 15 in 2023, but also a turtle and a mutant. So yeah. I don't know. Hashtag relatable. So I don't
1: <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time Jackie Chan played the master character for a group of four multicolored ninjas. I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, lot. but it's It's weird weird that that it happened twice. Twice.
0: Wow, that was beautiful. Yeah, that's that's really all I got to say is it's a great movie, and I think everyone should go see it. So, hey, I think that's our summer movie recap 2023.
1: Now, let's ask the question. Was this a good summer or a bad summer? How Um, was this summer for movies? First things first, Ninja
0: Turtles, for me, kid you not, number three. I had so much it's fun. It's number eight for me. Number three. I had so much fun. So,
1: understandable. That's your, is that your miraculous ladybug?
0: <laughs> sure. Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles, Mutant Mayhem is my miraculous ladybug. We, we'll good for say you. I'm that. so glad. Yeah, sure. Uh, as far as good or bad, let me look. One, how many of these did I actually like?
1: Um, I liked one, two, three, four. Five, mm, two, three. I, well, I liked about five of the... Because we, we didn't talk about Spider-Verse because we've already talked about it. Yeah. Which so you I might like... have gotten to, the, like you might have been listening to this episode. Why did you talk about Spider-Verse? There's another big already movie. We already about talked about it. about it. Yeah. I
0: I think I liked like six, five or six of the 10 or 11 movies I saw this summer. And so I would say pretty good. I'd say pretty good. But I'm okay. also not... I'm not going to say it was bad because I did enjoy a lot of the movies I saw. Yeah, but I'm also not going to like hype it up like it was the best summer for movies ever because there was a lot of misfires. A lot of like yeah. a lot of like franchises that were like trying to cash in and just didn't didn't hit um couple movies I missed. I didn't see Fast X because I'm not caught up on Fast and Furious. I didn't see Mission Impossible because I want to watch all of them at some point. Um, I didn't watch any of the horror movies. I saw a couple scary ones came out. Um, and I've heard Did you go see Elemental? I didn't see Elemental, no. My family went and saw it and said that it was okay. But I didn't I see Elemental. I haven't seen it yet. Um, that is the thing is, some of them were like forgettable enough to just skip. As yeah. I was like, and as I think about the ones that I skipped, I was like, maybe it wasn't as good of a summer. But I also know that like everyone I know that saw Mission Impossible said that it was out of the, blew them out of the water phenomenal. I just want to be caught up on Mission Impossible before I go see it. And right. Fast X destroyed at the box office. I'm just not caught up to see it. So I would say it was pretty good summer. But we've had a lot better. So yeah, we're in a we- It's a weird time to make movies right now.
1: I'm. Ve- I'm going to put this in. Because by the time we do another episode, we'll have a somewhat definitive answer. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbie right now is about a hundred million dollars behind Mario. Mm-hmm. For highest and that's to movie. match it. That's not to pass it. Mm-hmm. So, it's. I think Mario is going to stay on top. Yeah. Because Barbie in two weeks is going to streaming. And yeah. now that that's pretty common knowledge, I think the box office is going to slow down because people mm-hmm. who haven't seen it are going to say, well, I'll just wait, wait for until it goes digital in two weeks. Because mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it by now, it's not very high on your priority list. Right. So whether or not Barbie can make $100 million in the next two weeks remains to be seen.
0: Yeah. I don't but, know. I think it could but I, I think Stranger Things have happened. I also think that they have the potential for, like, to cheese the system a little bit and be like, you know how they did with their, like, re release or their, like, special event movie, but it's just so that they can have oh, the title of yeah. highest grossing, which I feel like that's not fair. But, like, highest
1: grossing of 2023 doesn't mean anything. Right. But that's also not, like, it doesn't mean anything. But I also still want Mario to be the highest <laughs> grossing movie of the year. Because I think that's anything. incredibly
0: hilarious. I, while the meme of Mario, I'm also like, I feel like Barbie deserved it more personally. No. That's Stop. my personal that's opinion. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and it's we'll my personal opinion that Mario deserved it. We'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated on our little feud here. But, unless you have anything else to say, I'm pretty I got satisfied. Nothing. I'm talked up date, out. I'm ready
1: to go get lunch yeah. and
0: play Fortnite. I'm ready to go play Fortnite. So, if you want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the links in the description. And if you like what we do here, you can support the show. You can check out our merch with also in the description. Join our Patreon and get exclusive benefits including monthly bonus episodes and behind the scenes content. But if you're tight on cash as we all tend to be, the best way to support us is leaving a 5-star review and Sharing the show with a fellow nerd, because word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. All the links are in the description. Merch, Patreon, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube. Great original content there. Thank you so much for listening if you made it this far. We're trying out, seeing if we we can go a little longer in our episodes. So if you like it or you don't like it, let us know. Send a DM. Send an email. We'd love to. Read your feedback and your comments, and we can't wait to see you in the next episode. Uh, Bye.